What's going on guys? Welcome to Jory Kanama Radio. This is Nick at Nick Drummer 20. This is Aiden, aka Dama Doozy, back at it again from last episode. And we got Nick Fish here at Moshacom Media on Instagram. And we're super excited to have another radio for you guys. So on this podcast, we're gonna be doing a recap slash follow-up of Battle of the Border 2020. Uh, we got some interesting perspectives here because both Nick and Aiden have been there. We're gonna talk about, so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about some things that happened at the event, a little wrap up, um, some things that you probably wouldn't have noticed even if you were there. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a really fun, fun talk. So yeah, it was definitely, chill. To definitely a good time. I think yeah. I'm still on a battle at the border high. It was such a, such a good weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, after like, I love that after events, like for a week or two after, you just see people like grind the craziest tricks because they're, and especially people that don't like play a whole lot. Yeah, you just definitely like high gain, on it. gain inspiration coming out of an event like that for sure. Oh yeah, I mean when you play eight, eight for two to three days, you play eight hours Kanama a day essentially. Yeah, you get like, yeah. you stop wanting to do like around Japan. Yeah. <laughs> just all the new tricks that you're able to acquire and learn from different, from seeing different people do it is just yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, both Nick and Aiden have not been to a large Kanama event. I mean, other than ATLO. Yeah, ATLO was a good time. That was good. Actually, yeah. It was, was a good good event. It was just definitely on a little bit smaller of a scale. Yeah, I would say it's, it was about the third the size of battle, right? Yeah. So this is the first time they've been to any Kanama event over 100 people. Yeah, and which, I, I didn't even go to ATLO. So other than oh, that's jams, true. this yeah. is kind of my first thing. Which, you're going to shed a tear for that one, I guess. <laughs> I know. That was a huge miss on my part. Yeah, but... <laughs> ATLO 2020s be fire. Anyways, so what do you guys think? Your first event with lots of people there. There's yeah. lots of pros. I heard, I heard it know? was a lot bigger of a turnout than last year, which I think was really cool. Yeah, it was a thick turnout for sure. Thick turnout. <laughs> Two seats. Yeah, it was it was cool. We Great. drove down. Uh, both of us drove down Friday, so yeah. we were there for both days of the event, mm -hmm. and it was everything I expected for sure. Like, but the. The weirdest thing I think for sure is when you haven't been to a big event or I guess even some of the jams locally, we don't have a lot of pros here. We've got some of the Kandami USA fam and I've met some of them, but to see everyone in person for the first time, all the pros that you've been watching Everyone online, together. And mm -hmm. they're all together. They're all vibing. You're actually seeing personalities played out. I think that was just like the biggest thing that stood out to me for the first event. Um, mm -hmm. as it far was, as like Kandama competition goes and like how things play out, I've seen it at jams to an extent, so mm -hmm. it wasn't too surprising, but that element of it was just kind of a little surreal. Yeah. It's unlike any other sport. Like I think about playing hockey growing up, it would be like if I went to a tournament and Wayne Gretzky was there and like oh all the God. current, like, and then all the current pros, it's like the legends, the pros, everyone you've watched on a screen for years is just like right in front of you. Yeah, the shock factor was definitely there. Did you guys feel pretty welcome? Yeah. Uh, did you feel like there's lots of clicks and you just didn't know what to do most of the time, or you just? Um, it was really cool. Pretty... Everybody seemed very inclusive, you know. Just walking around, everybody seemed to kind of, you know, be together and act as a whole Dama family, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of what I mean about like the the Wayne Gretzky thing. Like the accessibility of it is so uh, weird. Like yeah. that everyone was on like a peer level with you. You don't get that in any other sport or hobby or anything really like the fact that i was jamming with adrian esteban yeah just casually on day two is mm -hmm. like 
so cool because he's a pro and because he's so good at a specific style and you get to see it in person and like turn your head around the trick and he's like oh yeah i'll do it four times so you can see it you should try this out of your trick and i just don't don't think you get that in many other sports or hobbies and it's unique to kendama which is was awesome to see and like really mm-hmm. awesome to be a part of all yeah. weekend everyone was very humble for sure what would you guys say is a good um maybe tip or something like that for someone that's never been to a larger kendama event you know under under it what would you say to them? Um, don't be intimidated, I would say. I know it's kind of intimidating going, really starting into a community and getting into something, you know? It's very intimidating, I guess. But everybody is very humble and everybody seems to include everybody and, yeah, makes it a good time. I would say, and I got there first and I. You were Aiden was in another car of friends coming mm, up after yeah. me. And mm-hmm. Nick, when I got there, you were busy doing Kente testing. And so I kind of arrived by myself. And I would say for anyone that's in that situation, you're not rolling up with a squad and you're kind of nervous to get out and start talking to people. One, you've got a Dama around your neck. So take your Dama and just start playing in a corner or walk up to a game and see, walk up to people seshing and start doing the trick they're doing, whatever. That's super easy with Dama players to get into it. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is there's vendors at these events. Go up to the booths and just start looking. And the people at these booths are Chrome Pros selling yeah. Chrome Damas mm-hmm. or like the Soul Squad selling Soul stuff. So like just even if you're not going to buy a Dama, just look at their stuff, act interested, strike up a conversation, show them what mod you're working with what you're playing and dama is the perfect conversation starter (laughs) yeah and then that you know that sometimes leads to you seshing with them on the other side of the table and then you've sort of worked into a conversation and met some people that way so that was like the first 30 45 minutes of battle for me was just going around the booths and i ended up talking to jero at the kusa booth for 30 minutes you know and and then the squad was there by the time i was done so for your first event go to the vendors and just start just start talking about their product it's a great into the to the community really mm-hmm. so speaking of um people you were able to go up to and talk to i saw you chatting up with uh, matt sweets over there for a second thought that was pretty cool yeah that was one of the should we go into like our highs and lows of the event yeah, um, just like super high level i think we've got a lot of like specifics we want to touch on deeper in the episode that Nick has planned out for us. And I think that's awesome. I want to touch on everything, but this is just like, this sort of speaks to what you were asking Nick about like the accessibility of people. Mm -hmm. And I would say even at the level of company ownership, it was Mm -hmm. really cool. Like some of the smaller companies, like we bought Quill Kandamas and to like chat with the owner of Quill or the owner of Lotus is really cool. Yeah, This is one of the few times where all the owners of the companies that were present were there, except for Chrome. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So totally should have been there. (laughs) <laughs> I was just outside uh-huh. seshing. The venue was set up in a way, which we'll dive into the venue too, but the venue had sort of indoor, outdoor, and you could jam outside. So mm-hmm. I was jamming outside and Matt Sweets came out and ended up getting into a conversation I was in with a few other guys. And those guys kind of went back inside to watch the the final eight or wherever we were in competition and ended up just being Matt Sweets and I outside. And the conversation continued. We, we ended up talking about media because that's the thing I'm super into in Kandama, the Moshika media edits and producing this podcast. And so I was just kind of complimenting him on the sweet studio and the videos they do and just really good conversation. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't like meeting a celebrity in any way, which it could feel like that in the Dhamma community. <laughs> but he was like a homie. He was leaning into the conversation and super appreciative of things I had to say and feeding yeah. back super kind of insider info to me about the company and how he felt about the QR codes on the Dhammas and stuff like that. And uh, just had a great conversation. And then it was time for the final eight to get going and on the stage. So we both wanted to run inside. But he said, dude, I want to give you one of those homegrowns you were looking at earlier. And they had some exclusive uh, homegrown jawbreaker series oh, that they yeah. were vending out there. And I looked, that was one of the first things I looked at. And I talked to Sweets, like I said, that was the first 45 minutes of the event for me. It was just chatting. So we'd struck up a conversation early on, but that one outside was just kind of more homey, just chatting it up about Dama media, Dama stuff, running a company. And, and so he gifted me one of those homegrown jawbreakers, which Ooh. is super super cool like that was the high of the event for me too is just the conversation with him was amazing he was so humble and then to be gifted like this super literally i think one of a kind i don't know if they made one or two of each of those colorways yeah, those were beautiful yeah, it was pretty, one of a kind and i would say it's one of the things that convinced me to go to battle is when i saw those i was super into the vending at battle and just going and playing with everything and seeing it and buying it in person is no shipping and so mm -hmm. that's that cool and shows you how the stuff kind of comes back around to you you know yeah for sure yeah and, and how that co early conversation at the vendors just kind of breaking in breaking the ice at the event really circled back around yeah mm -hmm. and, and i was able to get something out of it on top of all the other damas i bought which i'll touch on later <laughs> yeah. sometimes small conversation leads to moments you know you'll never forget cutting it up with these these pros is it's a cool experience man yeah, I couldn't have asked for more out of a first event from that perspective. Like, I didn't just sort of like fly under the radar and go and, and watch. I was in there in the conversations with everybody. And I think that's achievable for anybody. Uh, Georgia Dama squad member, mm -hmm. Dama Emmy, right? That's her name? Yeah. She was getting bonds to sign Damas and everyone to sign her. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it. it it's a very that's accepting community. If oh, you want oh, signatures, yeah. you're I'm getting like, them. Yeah. If you want signatures, there they are. Go get mm -hmm. them. If you want to sesh with them and ask them to break down a trick for you, there they are. If you want to yeah. talk about media and owning a company and running paid media on Instagram, that's what I was talking to Sweets and Jero about. So it's like very, very accessible on any mm -hmm. level with these dudes. And it's it's really, really cool. It was a, first, a cool first experience for sure. Mm -hmm. What was your high? I don't know, man. Just getting to getting to talk to these these people that I've seen over a screen, you know, only over a screen for two and a half years, and talking to them on a human level, you know, mm -hmm. and having these people not have any sort of like um, superior, not superiority, but any ego, really. any yeah, yeah, any ego kind of, you know. There's always going to be that in any community, but. It seems in this community, there's a lot less of that, which is pretty cool. Everybody seemed very humble. Yeah. My, um, my personal high would probably be the amount of um, camaraderie Georgia players had this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was um, cool to see. In general, like, in general, like, everybody that is, everybody from Georgia are friends. Like, this is just how it is. We all play Canal together every other weekend. We hang out. Um, but sometimes it, <clears throat> at events, it gets a little difficult. To, or, you know, kind of space on like the fact that this is your almost like a team player. Mm -hmm. But um, I noticed every single time somebody from Georgia was on stage, um, there was just a good group of us all there 
right like cheering them mm-hmm. on yeah man we got a um, good squad yeah the, especially the kids like shout out to all like the kids from georgia that came um they were so into everybody all of their all of their team quote-unquote players from uh from georgia just cheering them on and as as the person that like wants to help continue to curate georgia's scene that to me is so cool yeah um the fact that we you know we had everybody there from georgia cheering each other on whether it was any from alex to caleb to little old me Mm -hmm. everybody was so stoked to see everybody else perform compete yeah it was great and um also especially because i noticed you guys had it seemed like such an easy time hanging out with all everyone Mm -hmm. but you also had a good amount of friends from georgia too so it seemed like you guys were able to hang out like even after hours you know at the hotel you had you had a bunch of buds buds bunch of buds there (laughs) you had a bunch of buds to hang out with you know whether you were actually at the event or not so that's also a thing about these events is like um is trying to be you know it's cool that you have your whole squad and everybody in the same place but this is also your opportunity to go and talk to people that you haven't really gotten the opportunity to talk to that you've only seen on your phone for so long yeah and so it's kind of a, a hard balance that you want to try to go in between is chilling with your homies or trying to cut it up with these pros or mm-hmm. just trying to meet new people in general, just trying to be inclusive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we had a moment like that in the hotel lobby jamming after the event one night where the one of our Georgia Dama friends, Juwan, was like, yo, let's get out of this game of Ken with just the Georgia Dama squad and like go meet people and play with other people from yeah. from Minnesota Juwan's or Michigan or whatever. Yeah. And I, Shout out I was Juwan. like, you're probably right, dude. We do this every other weekend with the same team. And the <laughs> yeah, group. Exactly. And like I've seen all of Aiden's tricks or, or, uh, you yeah, know, he Juwan's made a good and, and, <laughs> Yeah. Right. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel comfortable talking about your load of the event? Maybe just one there's, point. I think there's and when I say load event, lows. let me clarify too, for everybody listening. When I say a low event, I don't mean like let's start talking trash about the event because you couldn't talk trash about the event. It was, it was absolutely amazing. amazing. But especially as someone that's been running events stuff like that, I I think Chad in particular would really appreciate hearing like what what would have made our experience better that you noticed. A little constructive criticism. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah, the point. Yeah, constructive yeah. criticism. Yeah. Um, we'll just call it a low. I don't know. That's, that's hard, man. That is hard, and to. To frame some of that, like Aiden and I didn't compete. We were just there to watch and vibe. So I'm not going to have any feedback from like a competitor perspective. That's Um, fine. There's lots of, the the point is, is at any event though, and I didn't really think about this whole lot until ATLO personally, a lot of people go there to not even compete. We had 60 something people at at ATLO, counted after all. We only, for some reason, it ended up like 40, 35 people in photos. We had six people overall come, but only 40 people competed. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, which is a little weird, but my point is that's like a third of people. So yeah. you guys, you know, that's, I think that's a sum of the whole. So I don't have any like deal breaker feedback for sure because it was such a well-run event. Yeah. Um, this is like a super nice to have kind of thing. Yeah. The, the Rocket Town venue was all like poured concrete floor in every space. And if you went outside, it was obviously just concrete asphalt. Yeah. Sweet. You're buying new damas, <laughs> you're seshing your super honed damas <clears throat> over concrete floors, mm-hmm. which like 
so what? Like, get over it. You can drop a Dama. It's fine. Destroy all Damas. But, like, it would be nice if it was carpet. At the hotel, we were sessioning on carpet. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the Damas I bought, I just kind of put away or was not not going to do certain tricks with because I didn't want to destroy them or chip them up, especially if you're buying one of the spec crafts mm-hmm. that they had for sale at their <laughs> booth. a lot you know, of quality Damas there for you're sure. You're not trying to spacewalk that over the floor at Rocket Town. And the stage, if you competed, was a classic venue stage. It was wood and and a little more forgiving. I'm, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what a competition stage could do better. Um, I'm sure carpet all across the board would be great, but then you have to deal with people bringing in pizza from the other side of Rocket Town and spilling it on the carpet. Yeah, There's obviously knowing uh, running an event, there's uh, good <coughs> benefits and positives to things like that. So definitely a nice to have, but uh, for the sake of Dama, it would have been good. The venue also, some of the sesh, areas yeah. were a little dimly lit uh-huh. and yeah yeah, that, yeah. If, if you saw people like playing the pockets of light right yeah Definitely. which was kind of fun yeah but a little hard to practice yeah if there's anything i could probably hit on it might be something like having the crowd a little more inclusive in in the event itself so how would maybe you like wanna maybe like more? mini games or like oh more types of like yeah. maybe giveaways or something i saw i saw mm-hmm. chad and a bunch of other owners going up to people in the in the crowd and giving them away damas and you know making a special moment for them but just being able for anyone anyone to have that would yeah. be cool you know? yeah i think in a, on that this isn't my low necessarily anything like that but i think one thing that Kenobi you say did really well uh at eight oh was it mko two years ago was they made these like little signs with like Fire emoji. So like when someone did something crazy on freestyle, mm-hmm. you would go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And I think that's a, that's something that yeah. maybe should happen more because that's a good way to kind of include the crowd. Yeah, you know, give true. them all like a poop poop emoji or a fire emoji yeah. St- yeah. on a stick. Be like, "That was great. That was great." But with a poop. Yeah, the event itself was very inclusive, like the community and the whole event. But there's yeah. some like in the the obviously the later rounds of freestyle like everyone's around the stage they're oh, standing yeah. room only yeah. mm-hmm. but the way the seating per se worked at the venue was there were like folding chairs yeah. that people they were supposed to be in like a semicircle around the stage but people ended up dragging them around so they could sort of sit and sesh that's what we did most of the time so yeah the crowd gets sort of broken up and weird the pros would sit on the side and be around for most of the com- competition but i think for the earlier rounds of the competition, some of that crowd engagement stuff might keep people toward the stage. And mm-hmm. so the lower level competitors might feel more like, like they're, yeah. they're yeah. part of that side of the Definitely. event where there's spectators and people watching. Definitely. Yeah. And that's probably the only thing I could say about this event. You know, I was completely content with how everything went and yeah, it was a really good time yeah. for sure. My, uh, my only like point of criticism is that, and it's it's, a little, it's something difficult from uh, an organizer's standpoint, but there was uh, a lot more freestyle players in freestyle this year than there has been. It's cool to I see. Think, I think Chad said there's double. Oh, that's awesome. Which is difficult to deal with. Um, but unfortunately what that meant was um, the time management, and my point is maybe we need to, there needs to be a, like, there needs to be some plan for time management on that kind of thing because mm-hmm. what that what happened if if you weren't there is day one supposed to be freestyle and, and like the whole thing happens that day, but instead because we had so many freestyle competitors and it's 
such a long format thing because you can only run you know one match at a time. Uh, it I had to go on to day two. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, what that means is because it goes on day two, people had to be on stage doing freestyle while some of the other competitors were doing some of the other competitions going at the same time. So I was I was judging uh, the advanced open while while some freestyles were going on. So that takes away a little bit from the experience of the advanced players who arguably need more, mm-hmm. who need to feel more hyped than people who are probably in the open freestyle. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a difficult thing for someone to manage, but I think that that's something that needs to be taken into account next year. Um, expect, have, have a, a faster plan uh, yeah. for freestyle. It if, went, it if went that, pretty smooth the other years, yeah. Yeah, but it, it just hadn't been so many people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that would probably speaking, be my thing. Speaking of um, judging, how did, how was that, Nick? For, um, for open, battle. yeah. yeah. What uh, all did you judge? So I judge advanced open and open, open, open. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, this is my second time judging at battle. And then I battle at ATLO, NACO. So I'm trying to become a good judge. It was, um, my experience judging was good. There weren't too many tricks uh, that required, that were hard to judge. There's certain tricks, so for you, for anybody that doesn't really know a whole lot about competition style of Kinala, um, when you're doing a trick, you want it to be as legit as possible. So one thing, for example, that comes up very often is down spikes. When you do a down spike, you know, in general, it's supposed to be spike towards the ground, Tama bevel facing the sky and spike down. So what often will happen is a competitor will be in it and they'll spike a little more wonky to the side almost. Um, as a judge, when you have to be able to look at that down spike and see if it happened where it went up. If they down spiked and it went up, you can't. You have to discount it. And uh, so that that's one that's always kind of difficult. Yeah, you have to, to watch a plan of motion. Um, but there, there were uh, there were only a few tricks where that was a big issue, um, and you just watch it. Yeah. So it was good. Went smoothly. Judging's always pretty good. Um, cool. I luckily there's some people that have been around long enough that were able to take my spot for a second because uh, I ended up going on to compete a lot more than I oh, expected. Yeah. yeah, I ended up doing four rounds instead of my typical two because. Ended up winning a couple rounds. Shout out, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was hell. That was very. Um, yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, that was that was a little like, interesting, but yeah, it's great. And judging's fun. Yeah, and Sometimes. that a new aspect of judging was the um, was the uh, kente testing. Didn't they incorporate that into uh, a lower level comp? Yeah. Lower so level? the other thing that I uh, I'm also a kente sensei. Kente for you guys who don't know. Kente is the new, uh, it's a new system of figuring out what level you are in Kendama. How good are you in Kendama? Um, and also a good way to teach new players Kendama um, because it starts very, very, very easy and goes up to very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. um, in a format that's not too difficult to do for the, for the not like professional person. So what we did, uh, for the first time ever, we use Kente testing to decide what level people are going to compete in. So they would go come over to one of the seven Kente uh, senseis, 
uh, we would say, what do you, we would ask them, what would you want to compete in today? They said, uh, I'm going to do beginner. And we would have them go through the beginner booklet. If they completed all the beginner Kente booklet, we said, wow, you did really good. Uh, let's go through some of the advanced booklet, which is, in, in Kente, it goes beginner, advanced, expert, master, just for everybody to know. So we would go through the advanced one, and if they got a good amount through the advanced one, we'd say, well, you did really well, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think you should be in uh, intermediate. And so what we would do is, for them to be able to go and compete today, that day, I guess, we would write a, what what level we suggest their, them to compete at, mm-hmm. and they would have to bring that Kente card with them to the table where they signed up. That's cool. Um, uh, there was, and I think that went overall well. They did that for just what beginner and intermediate. Beginner right? and intermediate, yeah. Okay. Um, but we did push some people up to advanced. So that keeps people that keeps people from like sandbagging and yeah. saying I'm gonna go beginner when they can first tee lace the next step up. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like every one of the senseis was really paying a whole lot of attention, maybe or something, because there is definitely a few individuals who ended up in beginner who probably who not probably should have not been in beginner and with intermediate too. I noticed a few individuals who should not have been there should have been on the next level up. Um, but that, that comes down to an individual person issue, not a, uh, a system issue. So as far as all the, the Kente testers in the future, cause this is definitely something to be more often used. Um, I already talked to Josh who is the kind of the, the center place of Kente in the United States because you know, it's based in Japan. He said it's definitely going to be used at um, at NACO as well, and uh, I I plan on using it battle. So, in the future, I think judges are going to have to be or Kente senseis rather are going to be a little more strict on where they're pushing people, mm-hmm. and um, there's not going to be any boohoo, sorry, kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, I think it was a great idea. Yeah, I had a couple people argue like, oh, why are we doing that? We're turning to the JKA. That seems like so restricted, and um, I think everybody can agree that. Getting finding a way to eliminate sandbagging and helping people achieve mm-hmm. uh, is way better. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a, a better system. I mean, yeah, for that, I guess. And it's a good thing also to legitimize kente in a way because I think a lot of people are just now learning what it is, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's something that I think deserves a lot more usage and credit. So yeah. it's a good way of doing that. That is cool. So um, so yeah, I'm super glad to do that. We're definitely gonna be doing that in the future, and um, I, I'm so. Oh, I also got my sensei card, which you guys can't see, but um, yeah, I am a sensei now. Yeah, Find it on Instagram. Find Post on, a picture on the Jordan oh, yeah. Instagram. I have my my dorky like. Koda asked me like, "Hey Nick, I want. Can you send me a picture for your sensei card?" And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna put on. I want to see when I'm gonna wear an outfit that makes me look like a teacher." And so I literally have on in the picture like a cardigan. And like a button up, like a regular button up shirt. And I look like, I definitely look like a vice president of like some elementary school. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I'm gonna show you guys actually. That's, 
got to be on the Georgia Kandama Instagram as this gets uploaded. That's perfect. Yeah, it's we're seeing it live, which you can't hear on the podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that it's like awesome. Professor Dodenhoff. That's amazing. Yeah, Kente Sensei. Kente if you could sensei. see his hands, he would have a steaming mug of coffee in them. It's like what you can picture a Kente Sensei. This is it. That's really cool. That's legit to have like a nice card in your wallet that's 100 about Kandama. Like, yeah, super interesting. Plus, tons of like Japanese on the back. Yeah, I asked. I had to ask Koda what learn it meant. Learn your Japanese, but... dude. I've been on Duolingo trying to learn Japanese. Just really? So when I, yeah. Cool. When Ooh. I stream stuff, I want to understand a little better. I like that. Basically, all I have so far so far is one, two, three because <laughs> it's the most common. Time. Yeah. So I, I, can, Which, I understand that. Yeah. So. But at the uh, battle at the border, they counted in English all but a few times. So. We did, yeah, do a couple of Japanese, yeah. especially for the Japanese players. Yeah. I but, do, I do that with, anyways, yeah, <laughs> I do that sometimes too, depending on the player. Like especially at battle, when I was doing or not battle, at eight at Nako, yeah. at Nako, depending on who I was judging, I would sometimes just do it in Japanese to make it a little more clear. Yeah. yeah. Why it's not? not a hard thing. I've been playing Kanama for like ten years. Yeah. You should you you learn a couple like four words. Yeah, you can. They'll, they'll understand. Yeah. And one, two, three. So, yeah. so um, how did our Georgia the players that did compete? You competed and said you got further than the last years. So you did better than you expected. How did the rest of our? We haven't even mentioned who won any of the any of the rounds of anything freestyle or day two. So. Nick, you might know the most about some of the other Georgia players and how they did. Yeah, we had um, so our our freestyle players didn't go super far. I believe Josh received fourth. That's Josh Kim Josh from Kim. Kusa Tribe. Yeah, I believe he got fourth place in freestyle because he's a slayer. Um, I don't think too many Georgia players went on in open freestyle. However, open um, the regular open format. We had, uh, we had Owen go on very far. Um, I think he almost he was very close to getting top eight. We had Slaylib, uh, Caleb yeah, from Slaylib from South Carolina, but he comes to a ton of Georgia jams, so we just kind of a Georgia homie. He he went to top eight, and he was so surprised by himself getting there that he, when they told him he had to do the top eight tricks, he was like, Ah, I have not practiced these. <laughs> He literally started practicing them like after he won and got into the top eight, and they were trying to teach him one of the tricks on stage. Like he didn't know the green, green uh, triangle, triangle yeah. uh, vanishing ninja vanish. Yeah, oh, wow. and he's like, I don't know what this is. Oh and they were teaching him like his. That's what uh, you say earlier. Like, uh, was not like a lot of those sports where people are like, "Well, screw you, I'm gonna take you down, suck it." No, yeah. his competitor. Teaching him the trick. Was teaching him how to do the trick yeah. on stage as he has to try and do it to to keep going. They should have had Adrian Esteban come up. Mister did that tutorial on Sweet yeah. Studio. He was he was off. Himself. Yeah, he was stage left actually, but <laughs> that's some side point. Yeah, he did amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we had we had Owen do amazing. We had um, Carson do a really amazing, and uh, I don't think he did open. He did really well too, though. Mm-hmm. Um. Ryan, um, oh, what's his name? McComber. Ryan, Ryan McComber did Amber. really well. He took it almost to top eight as well. Um, Went against uh, Jake Fisher, I think. Yeah, he had to play. He had he to play some to hard. Yeah, he had to play some hard. Controversial loss to Jake Fisher. Yeah. yeah, he was a little upset about that one. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, Ryan did it super well too. So overall, we uh, Georgia kind of knocked out a lot of the, the rest of the crowd, which is great. So much so, um, not that he needed it, but we also had Georgia win the whole competition because Alex Shout Mitchell. Out yeah, Alex Mitchell. Alex, Alex Mitchell in cold blood. Killing it, dude. Destroyed the game. Didn't need his second round or anything for for uh, the finals of Open. He just knocked it out. He I think destroyed it. I should look at his. Who is the final round against? Do you ask you? Um. Yes, because he got yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was him and D Westy. Yeah, and then because Westy also got third in in freestyle. Yeah, yeah. so yes. close. Yeah, Alex Smith or Alex Mitchell <laughs> had one hell of a weekend. Yes, um, on top of taking the win for Open, he was also announced Soul Kandamas Pro, Pro. which yep. was another kind of long time coming. Much like the Show Enough Chris announcement, which I just have to. Circle back around to our last episode where we said that was bound to happen between last episode and this one. It did. We called it. We met Show Enough Chris at the event and told him in person, um, which was awesome. But yeah, Alex Mitchell went Soul Kandamas Pro the first day. They did some video release announcements, and that was one of them. Super hype. His uh, pro model was not for sale at the event, unfortunately, because all of us would have one in our hands right now super sick design based on the tokyo trains and kind of his story of dama and going to world cup and um i think catch and flow this year mm-hmm. he went to two, twice in one year to japan and yeah he said his favorite part one of his favorite parts about the whole experience was riding on the trains and just being with the homies so that's what kind of inspired that design which that i thought was pretty cool super good at it too which yeah, is yeah oh my soul, gosh it was cool to be there did. during that premiere of yeah, that's one thing that I think you guys got out of this battle um, as first-timers that isn't usual. Usually there isn't like a big video premiere thing at Battle of the Border. Um, last year, there was, a, there was a cute, there's a couple. Zach had a really good edit last year that he, he pumped out, um, but nothing like quite as big. And this year, Zach put out the, we were there. Zach had the, another great POV yeah. edit. I was like POV going edit nuts over that. That was awesome. But, um, but this year is the first time where it was like legit, like, hey, we're going to watch these crazy edits. Um, this and is how we're going to start the, the whole weekend. Yeah. And they were very... You know, right. So who all, who all got announced this weekend? It was... Um, it Kandama Jacob, Jacob on Jacob. Sweets. Sweets. On the Sweets, Sweets. Kandama. Yep. And Alex Mitchell mm-hmm. as a new Soul Pro. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... <laughs> uh, Any other see. big announcements? Those were the biggest. Well, so it was cool to be there during... Quill Kandama. Quill yeah, the Quill Kandama team. They announced their like kind of... I guess flow, flow team, team. Yeah. Yes. with a video that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We picked up some Quill Kandamas at the vendors, which we'll dive into the vendors, I guess, for kind of the end of the episode, talk about some of the damas we scooped. But And we also um, had the most expected team edition ever, which was um, Wonder Fuzz. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. At, at Wonder Fuzz. Yeah. He uh, also became part of the Sweets team. With like the most interesting video yeah. release. Yeah. I can't, I don't even want to describe Perry it. Style. Yeah, just very sketch style and shouts to Sweets um, for just kind of letting that style of video exist in the Dama world and letting their players make stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, I won't even try to describe it any further. You just have to go to Bjorn the Sweets YouTube and watch it. I love it. Bjorn so much. Uh, yeah, it's super and a great edit too. Icelandic sensation Bjorn. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I think that was the major. I hope we're not missing anything. 
that was, was the, the good Kanoma Jacob, Alex Mitchell. Yeah. And then the Quill Flow team. Those were the big videos for sure. And then the Zach Magnuson POV edit. That was mm -hmm. a good premiere. Um, Kusa didn't have any other videos. I don't think just that so. one. What was that one video? They they played a video and there was like a after the credit roll. There was, that like was one X, more trick. Yeah. That was yeah, the that was yeah. They cut off like, the oh, <laughs> they cut the video before it played that final trick and the Kusa team just flipped out. They're like, put it back, put it back. <laughs> yeah, why it's like this is the, the best trick edit. in the whole thing. And Zach is over here, like hand on top of his head, like what? Uh, But they balls. let it play. Dama <laughs> players recognized. They're like, hang on. They rewound. Yeah, played it perfect. So, yeah. That was that was like such a hype way to start the event. It was, that just was cool to so be there cool. for all that for sure. Yeah. Well, and then like you're watching it, and the people that did the trick are standing right there and getting hyped up by everybody. Mm -hmm. Like Zach was standing literally right behind me to the right, and so <laughs> the squads like jumping on him. Um, yeah, yeah. It was super cool. Um. Yeah, I'm excited for more of those in the future. Um. Can't wait. For I would love time. to do something like that at ATLO too, but right now it's not big enough for that kind of thing. Yeah, we were Unless talking. we had like we'll some kind there. of Georgia, I would love to. I want to do an, like a Georgia summer edit this year. That'd be Ooh. cool. Yeah, that'd be a great place to some, show it too. Some of the Georgia homies are super dedicated to those edits. Like I know Ryan's really good at cranking out summer edits, winter edits, stuff like that. So you, yeah, definitely a lot of tricks. You, you can't get one can't count on from... me to get tons of tricks in there, but I'll help you edit it. So. You can get one trick from everybody, but yeah, tangents. Which, uh, speaking of that, there's some of those coming out from battle that I think you can't anticipate. Some of them have already come out, like local squads I've seen have done their own little edits, but I know that Kendamalicious was putting together a whole battle, battle edit. edit. Yeah. Everyone got clips from his phone or their phones and sent them. So oh. I know that there's going to be a lot of little battle edits to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And also like the Sweets Kandamas, Cooper Eddie was there with his camera the whole weekend. Doing <laughs> yeah, so he's some kind of Sweets Life thing, I'm sure. Yeah, there'll be a Sweets Life for sure. He had his drone out. And yeah, that was really crazy. He had a whole lot of production stuff. He had like this whole huge camera rig for his for well, yeah, video stabilizers and everything. Yeah. That'll be that'll be me next year. This year I wanted to see it through my real eyes and not through a screen for the first time. <laughs> next year I'll be documenting it for Georgia Kandama Squad, Moshe Media, the whole mm -hmm. nine. So yeah, what awesome. uh, Damas did you guys pick up? He's wanted to talk about the vending a little. That bit. was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> it was a high. Uh, getting yeah, I mentioned the the Matt Sweet scoop. Yeah, which that was your big scoop for sure. I would have I would have bought it for sure. They were selling for eighty five dollars. Which is pretty steep because it's the, I mean, it's the, the second, homegrown, second plus, gen like, homegrown yeah. shape or whatever. But it was so cool. one of a kind speckled like Tamas. Yeah. I think only one of them sold otherwise. I saw a guy, I actually got this session. Another guy bought one that had the white bevel. Ooh. And that was my second option. But they had those and I was super interested in those. But, you know, you kind of come with a budget set or at least I did. I was like, I have cash. This is what I'm spending on Tamas. No more. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to scoop some stuff that I hadn't tried before. So I got a quill, the, what is it? The Falcon shape mm -hmm. and just the super weird shape with the, the swoop on the, the handle. And so I had to buy one of those and a Ken only option was like 20, 25 bucks. So that was like a no brainer. I grabbed a Sapele wood. Oh yeah. Sapele, Sapele, which is, uh, there's only one other Kanawa company that I know that's been, that's made that at least in more than like yeah. 10 Kanawa. Mm -hmm. So I right. grabbed one of those and it's awesome. Those seem to be pretty popular. I ended up going back to the Quill booth later in the weekend and buying their sort of V2 shape, which is in between 
the Falcon. I think it's like the Kestrel V2, but it has the same kind of crazy base cup hole for balance, but less of the aggressive swoop in the, the handle. So I got that another, I got a complete setup with that. He let me weight match and uh, it was supposed to be a natty setup, but I got to scoop one of the sticky paints and yeah. so I got that. And then from Chrome, I'd been wanting to scoop the the pop naked for a while, but not wanted to pay shipping. So I <laughs> yeah. just grabbed one of those in person. So that's been fun to play with. Um, and I got a Lotus, uh, one of the Lotus green kind of bandana print. I'm not sure what they call them, but I had oh, yeah. I didn't have a Lotus. They're also like 25 bucks for a really, like, if that's the new entry level Dama, if like that's their version of a Sweets Prime, like that's awesome. The future of Dama <laughs> is bright. Like it's such <laughs> a good sure. Kandama. The paint, I'm like iffy about sticky paint. So I wish it was like matte or something, but it's a great, great, great Dama for the price. So I scooped all of that. Um, yeah, really good. Speaking of uh, quill, they have they have a pretty cool shape, honestly. Um, the base cup hole is huge. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like they I beveled out the whole they thing. They did. You could eat some cereal out of that, <laughs> but <laughs> one one Reese's cup puff at a time. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I think a cool thing about uh, quill, if you haven't checked them out yet, is they do um, custom engraving. So like, yep, laser you basically engraving. send in pictures of whatever you want engraved in your kendama and they can get a very close very close picture of it burned into your cups or on your spike or whatever i think that's a pretty cool aspect of quill is i don't know it's almost it's almost like a they're it's almost like tattoos you could put them all over the can if you really wanted to yeah and it's yeah, really cool. the owner was vending there, so we got to talk to him about it and how what his setup is to do that. And yep. He showed us some of like the most out there customs that people have done, and they really do look like a SoundCloud rapper. They're like yeah. they're tattooed all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that, that was super rapper. cool. He wasn't doing that live on the spot or anything. They're just like <laughs> flat Kens with like the Quill logo, I guess, burnt into him. But super solid damas. All of the stuff I bought at Battle still fairly fresh. Um, because I bought enough to rotate through them. But it's yeah. yeah, it was fun to scoop all that stuff. Sweets had some really good exclusive stuff. I know they just mm-hmm. dropped a batch online that sold out quickly, but they had Boogie Tea, Kush. Kush mods, they yeah. had Cushion of everything. Oh, so they had George yeah. Marshall Kush. They yeah. had Boogie Kush. They had Reed Stark Kush, which I so regret not buying. And the um, uh, and, and Alex Roosh. Alex Roosh uh, Kush. And then they had the Blue Luzumaki for like... <laughs> probably a few minutes those sold out really quick yeah everybody was uh, walking around with one of those yeah it's just sick uh but They're, the, the boogie cushion looks so afterwards. different in cushion it's so good looking yeah it is. yeah uh, they, i had to scoop yeah. one on this the release yesterday oh yeah i didn't didn't get a chance to scoop one at battle but that, they look so good so i, I couldn't miss out that opportunity that was like the only like rare stuff that was vended i would say though like Everything else is accessible online. No one had like battle yeah, exclusives. Um, Green Theory. The only thing I saw from Green Theory that was different was uh, they had the Jake Weens mod and Sticky, which I don't think has been oh, released true. online. I also, that was the, pretty cool. the hmm. Soul Sue Lab was for sale. Yeah. And that it yeah. hasn't dropped until like what? Yesterday, Sunday, I think today? It drops dropping tomorrow. Sunday. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As yeah. of recording. Really As of cool. recording. Yeah. Manana. The Soul's yeah. new one up shape on the, the Sue Lab, Thomas. Yeah, so I love the, the one-up shape. What is the paint called? Do you know? Yes. <laughs> I have no idea. I do know. I, I tell you. Me on the, the Sulab 
Uh, I don't know. They're satin something. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a it's a silk type paint. Mm-hmm. But other vendors that were there, uh, there was tie dye, dye happy, and, uh, yeah, um, stitches, kendama cares. Yeah, um, I didn't scoop any. Maybe Sunday, obviously, was there. I didn't scoop any sort of merch, anything like that. I wish there were more. Like if Kendama USA had brought like just the Kendama, Kendama, Kendama shirts mm-hmm. and sold yeah. those, but I'm not sure they might have sort of been holding the the merchandise space for maybe Sunday. They've got a pretty m- monopolized market on the merch <laughs> thing right now, which is yeah, awesome. them and tie dye. They're, they're doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get to scoop much just because you know I was kind of in awe, really, just being yeah. there and the whole event, just having a good time. I didn't really get around to the the vendors till later on, but yeah, I well, scooped I know. a quill. I scooped one of their falcons, which is their new bizarre shape. Got that <laughs> it's maple. pretty good. Did you get you the, the maple? maple? Yeah, I did get the maple one. Yeah, he had that hidden away, and he pulled that one out for me, which was pretty cool. Yep, they uh, they were there. Um, Konami say brought the the birch, the Westy mods, which are great because I love birch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had for the first time. They showed their their new kendama stands. They're they're for single kendamas. The craft ones, right? Yeah, they're they're I guess craft made, mm-hmm. which is sick. Um, so they had those there. Uh, it was actually one of the prizes too for the open. It I was, think. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? They had all their crafts, which is so funny because like one of my favorite things about the Kendama USA booths at any of the events is that they bring this magnifying glass. And for some reason, somebody always is just sitting there like a dork and like takes a magnifying glass. It looks at one of the spectators and goes, hmm. And they always put that on the Insta. So they had Austin Donovan and he sat down and I guess he put some kind of like goggles on. He's like, yeah, Austin Donovan's out here making sure all the crafts are perfect, you guys. And he's like, they're looking pretty good, looking pretty good. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, they did have all the specs, including the one that just yes, dropped. Uh, yes. Peacock? Yes. Peacock, yep. The Peacock, which yes. yeah, so sort of a pre-release. I guess that's kind of battle exclusive. They have all kinds of crazy bird ones now. They and have they the Flamingo. Some, they yeah. have the Peacock. They have the Voyager. Cardinal. One of the Cardinal, flips. yes. They the have flips. the bird series, the Cardinal. Oh, yeah. And then the other bird. Uh, oh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Flamingo, Peacock, Cardinal. Um, Is there a canary? Toucan. Uh, Toucan. 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 That one is oh. my favorite Ooh. craft color for Ooh. sure. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, toucans. And then they got a bunch of the exotic birds. Yeah. And then the canary. Yeah, they do do a lot like, of birds. I didn't really notice that. Yeah, they, yeah. I like those names though. For I, do, I do. Another cool they thing about the vendors, most of the vendors have <laughs> scales so you can weigh out yeah. your damas. That is one thing you don't. You match. Yeah, yeah, you get at the event that you can't really get otherwise. Some companies. Unless you're in Georgia, which you can just. Ask me for Kanama and I'll yeah. get you one from Kanama USA at least. But like Sweets is selling their stuff in the box and Chrome too. Chrome let me take the Damas out of the box and like see which one I wanted, but they weren't gonna unstring and restring. Oh yeah. The other smaller companies like Quill, they were selling like by the part, so you could pick and choose. And they didn't <laughs> like some of them wouldn't break up pairs, like they weren't gonna break up a pro mod and sell me just yeah, a no. Dama with a different can or whatever. No. But yeah, you that's a cool thing about events. And my one of my thoughts was like, do I bring a scale? Do I bring string? Do I bring bearings? And a lot of that's there. I would yeah. say string, like bring some extra string because Quill had string and I could restring my damas from them. But if you're just like at the hotel later at night, 
and you want to restring one of your setups, maybe bring some beads bearing mm -hmm. strings so you can sesh your new stuff at night. Yeah, you guys, you guys weren't there, but uh, I think two years ago at, at MKO, Kanami say had like an extra booth on their booth and it was like the, the, the honing booth. So you could go there and it had like all these different kind of beads. Uh, there wasn't spinner beads, but all these different kind of beads, tons of string, um, the, the stringing tools, a, uh, the scale, uh, glue, all of it. So you can make sure your setup is perfectly honed. That's cool. I, I love that. So yeah, yeah glue is another like one too. Uh, Quill had glue and you can glue your setup there, but then you couldn't play it for, for like however 10 minutes. Long. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up not gluing my sapele and it got kind of flat yeah, throughout the day. <laughs> glue squad. So okay. Definitely yeah. want to glue. I glue every Kanama for sure. Two yeah. coats at least. Two coats. Two coats. Yeah. First one like kind of soaks into the wood. The second one gets a nice hard layer on the but outside. But do you sand before you do the second coat? Not in Kanama, you say Domus, because they're already pretty yeah, like beveled. True. Yeah. But like, if you were to deny on uh, one of like the new the one ups or any of the GT damas except for the Andetter, that thing would just stab. They would just kill people with it. Well, that homegrown even you just gave me a fresh homegrown, and that's sharp. That thing is sharp. Is it? Yeah. So then this, I honestly haven't played a fresh homegrown in a while. The crafts so, yeah. come pretty pretty sharp too. Oh, also oh, another yeah. another thing that I scooped from Kusa's. I guess I can't really. I mean, it's it's unreleased, but. There's some new new coming out from Kusa. They haven't put them on. They put clips on their Instagram of people playing them. I think so. Is it like what you can't say because they were I mean, everyone at Battle knows it, about it. Yeah. They had just some unreleased like. Yeah, I mean it's they'll be on the website. They had new um, new product coming out. New oh, in, the, uh, entry level product. The half, yeah, the half, the half split. Split. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think those unreleased to. I don't think anything's been said. About yeah, yeah. Yet. They're not like we could definitely say that. Maybe yeah. by the time this comes out, they'll probably basically they took your favorite. If you're an old Kanama player like me, you grew up on tribute half splits, the most fire Kanamas back in 2011 mm -hmm. slash 12, uh, especially with the paint because the paint that silk paint was like I have oh, a red like, and wow. white one still that's so fire. Yeah, so they basically took the half split colors that they had already, added a tracking dot on top. To make it, you know, 2020, and then made it on the new shape. The ship fire. shape. So and those super so stick. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're all, yeah super stick. they're all super stick, and they um, slay for an entry level Dama. They like, do. The game's changed. I don't know why, yeah. but the paint seems very good on the one that I got. The yeah, solid. they look really good with like the with all of the the craft colors too. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. like if you do like the rebel with the red and white, yeah. or like uh, the shadow with the the white and black. I think a lot yeah. of people were asking for half splits too a lot of people miss the half splits yeah I, it is did. A, I know been, i did haven't done it in a while so yeah, yeah i think they they had posted cool a little bit about it online so yeah pretty, they posted yeah. some clips i know they had some of the pros and tribe members get some clips on the trip back with those Trust and me. posted them up so it's it's hyping up for a release for sure can you say doesn't want you to know about something They'll you won't know, know. Hey, for sure as, as someone that's worked there even working there you don't even know sometimes so I'm sure those yeah. crafts have been around. Those spec crafts have been around. And someone's known about them forever, but those have been some pretty hyped up releases. I can't wait to see whatever they continue to do crafts, with those yeah. spec crafts. And those were really cool to see all of them on display at the vendors. Is you know the the black one and all the mm -hmm. colorways and hold them up and imagine which Thomas they could pair with. And we saw some pretty sweet setups come out of that. My favorite being the black spec craft. With, <coughs> The Panther, white right? cushion, yeah. It's, is oh. it the Panther? Is it called the Panther? The, 
the black spec craft the black spec craft what's that shadow. the shadow yep. so i think maybe a lot of people would Zach. put it on with the panther tom the pa- yeah right. the panther was the maybe is yeah. but coming out of battle someone paired that with the cushion reed stark yes the white looks one. so was good the, uh, Zach? I think the moonlight safari mod cushioned so no, good. that's a dream so, so looks good. good yeah it's such a beautiful kanawa <laughs> but oh, that one in the that, uh, you would have spent 130 something bucks so that plus the uh alex smith um or not alex the um How many alex's yeah no not him either nobody has to do with alex um uh kevin DeSoto cushion mods with uh, oh right, the Voyager. The Voyager, the Voyager, the perfect color match, the blue yeah. and green. Perfect. Yeah. And it has a the Voyager. Perfect. I like the Voyager. That's my favorite one out of the craft specs, is because it has has a natty uh, natty layer. So it's yeah. like it matches very well with like a natty tama yeah. or, or like yeah, a perfect, perfect. Natty such natty a beautiful kanama. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So yeah, the event was. I was so amazing. And, um, um, and for the and I did want to like kind of wrap this up with talking about what happened at the last day just before the final stuff was announced. Um, there's not many times that I've gotten emotional uh, at a Kanama event, um, but if you guys don't know who Kanama Cares is, Kanama Cares is an organization that helps um, can, uh, leaders in Kanama community help do charitable things. Um, so, if, for example, they always go to every major competition. And they'll have a booth, and you can bring in donations uh, f- for uh, a specific organization that they're trying to give donations to. Um, I think in I think it's Chattanooga, or it's not Chattanooga, Nashville. They help out um, a homeless shelter nearby. Um, so people brought in a bunch of stuff for that, and you get tickets. You could raffle for like everything from like Kanamas to a Supreme skate deck. But um, RK, who is the owner of Kanama Cares, she presented Kanabi USA um, with a couple of memorial pieces for Dave Mateo um, to kind of, to, and also presented um, both Dave and Kanabi USA with uh, a gold pin, which you can buy pins from Kanama Cares, but the gold pin you can only receive um, if, if it's given to you. Mm-hmm. And um, both Kanami Say and, and Dave received that for Dave for being such a big influence on so many people's lives in Kanama um, and the way Kanama is now. And Kanami Say for helping everybody else outside of um, the Kanami Say family, um, helping them more in, in, in their way of, of how they, they approached it. So. Yeah, that was a very, very emotional moment for it sure. Was. Yeah. yeah, it was good. They did a moment of silence. And also, I just realized we forgot to mention the winner of Freestyle was Logan from Kanama yes. USA, which was, was super close with Dave Mateo. Yes, yeah. And so that was emotional in its own way. And him and Danya embraced afterwards. And That was probably my favorite part about the whole weekend. Yeah. Just seeing yeah. that. Yeah. Seeing yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Logan's been working very hard. Such a beautiful um, moment. Especially after, <clears throat> after Dave left us. Um, Logan, I think, really came back and realized, wow, this I, this is something that it means a lot to me. And for him to, yeah. he tried super hard at NAKO, and and some things didn't work out. Um, he had some some tough matchups, but um, he really shined at this Battle of the Border. Um, he did some stuff in freestyle nice. that I had never seen. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff that was um, 
in in Dave Mateo's mm-hmm. style and yeah. overall like one of my favorite battle open uh, freestyle performances. Such ever. a deserving win. Yeah, it was a really oh, yeah. tough call in the finals, but it was such a deserving win. And then to bring <laughs> yeah. it back to the Kendama cares Dave Mateo moment, it was. Yeah, so such, special. Even yeah, better moment. So emotional yeah. win for Kendama USA family, for the yeah. Spike Hard Catch Low family, every, everyone yes. in Dama. Everyone and, in Dama, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a great moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then, of course, the hype came back and the event ended yep. with just the Dama love that everyone has. But it was really nice, even though we're months and months separated from it. Even on our last episode, we did that moment of silence for Dave. It was yeah. nice to see that, you know, people don't forget someone yeah. like Dave. We never will. And, continue to pay respect to what he did for the game and everybody in it. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, Battle of the Border it was great. Amazing event. Amazing event. Yeah. I think Love. the next event coming up is uh, Dama to the Death down in Florida. Down in Florida, Nick, yes. you said you're going to that. Yeah, I'm going to go burn my Ken probably second <laughs> round. Controversial. Uh, yeah. But Still deciding if I want to do all that. It's super tempting since yeah. we're not so far for um, georgia players especially yeah it's sure a, it would be a good time because we have access to both the chattanooga and atlanta airport and you can find some pretty cheap flights yeah or it's, it's not too expensive if you find mm-hmm. the right hotel as long as you don't you know find one you get mugged in so uh tempting. Or, and it's yeah. the event space isn't too far from the, the airport either yeah. i think it's 24 bucks to uber from the airport to the event space itself so if you find a hotel right between you're set. There you go. Move, if you guys good. are going to Dama to Death, hit us up on Instagram at the Georgia Kandama Players Instagram and For sure. meet up with our Georgia squad. And uh, We got a, a deep squad. Hopefully some of them make it down there. Down yeah, there. last year was mostly just pros, but yeah. I think some of us are going to, some of us non-pros are going to get down there this time, so that'll cool. be good. Otherwise, I guess a lot of people will be over at uh, NAKO in October. That's yep. kind of the and we're of course, to make it out ATLO that before that. That's right. Yep. So, and all the summer stuff. But yeah. We'll be so doing that's... before and we should do some more like before the event episodes too for some of those. Like especially ATLO. Yeah. Like what's what's coming out. Oh what yeah. Well this is, we're gonna do big stuff for ATLO. Oh. <laughs> we'll look big forward stuff. to that. Do you, do you repeat I repeat big stuff. Big stuff. Big loud stuff. Big loud stuff. I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So that's it. Um, I wanted to thank everybody that's listening to this. Um, Chad Covington, Kanama say Sweet Kanamas, everybody that makes Kanama happen uh, for making Battle of the Border happen. Such an amazing event. And uh, listen to us and and uh, check out the last podcast and check out the, the former podcast stuff and Tell us what you think. Yeah, uh, we're having fun with this. I'm super glad, like I've said already, to have Nick help us make this like high level, and Aiden to have such an awesome perspective too. Um, so yeah, that's been this episode of Georgia Conrado. <laughs> Peace out.